Peter Parker goes back to school. Find out more as we take a look at Spotty Volume 1, First Day, straight ahead. Welcome to the Classy Comics Podcast, where we search for the best comics in the universe. From Boise, Idaho, here is your host, Adam Graham. Spotty was a series from 2015 that offered some promise. For fans weary of One More Day and just the general massive continuity of the Spider-Man series, or was just nostalgic for the days with Peter Parker in high school, Spidey would fit the bill. I thought it might be something like Untold Tales of Spider-Man. This was a series from the 1990s that uh, told tales from Spider-Man's early days back in the 1960s. And these were stories that were drawn in that style and intended to be slotted right in to the original continuity. But what I found was that Spidey is actually set in the current day. It's not set in the current timeline of the uh, Marvel Universe, as Peter Parker is in high school in a current day. So it's out of continuity, but we'll go ahead and take a look at the issues. Uh, issue one opens with uh, Spidey battling a young woman in a bunny outfit who's robbing a bank. Now, she, I'm not aware of her actually being a Marvel supervillain. It just looks like she decided to rob a bank while dressed as a bunny. Maybe hoping that with so many supervillains running around New York City that it would just be assumed by the people at the bank, well, we better do what she says because she probably has powers of some sort. But Spider-Man's able to uh, dispatch her even though she does throw a punch at him. A rabbit punch, I guess. And Spidey uh, makes some puns such as uh, telling her, What's up, Doc? And says, silly rabbit, bank robberies are for felons. Which I thought was kind of funny, if a bit uh, groan-inducing. At high school, Peter is struggling in history. However, his teacher arranges for him to get tutored by Gwen Stacy, who will be tutored by Peter in uh, science, so that she can uh, do better in that subject. A good mutual exchange, however, uh, his efforts to get to Gwen are interrupted by Flash Thompson, who does general bullying of him, until Gwen punches Flash in the face and knocks him to the ground, saying to uh, Peter uh, that I can't have anyone knock your brains out before I can take advantage of them. And I actually have a lot of problems with this scene. Where to start? Uh, first of all, this isn't really consistent with Gwen's uh, character, both in punching Flash and in doing so for such mercenary reasons. We don't really get to know a whole lot about her. Uh, characterization isn't all that great in this book, or to be honest, even in uh, Stan Lee's original writing of Gwen Stacy. In fact, Flash continues to bully uh, Peter 
and she never does anything about it the rest of the book. And it has no impact on Flash or his status in the school or as a bully. So it's incredibly pointless, has nothing to do with uh, who the character is. So I think I've ranted enough about that scene. Then Dr. Octopus shows up. When Peter's at a lab, they fight in some sort of random quick battle with Dr. Octopus getting away and him warning that he'll see Peter again. And this issue was really not all that focused. Issue two is uh, quite a bit better. The book features Spidey uh, battling Sandman and also the events that lead up to that, including Peter being nervous and Aunt May telling him to be himself. And he reflects that being himself actually means different things because there are different versions of himself that appear in different situations. And it's an interesting observation, and uh, I think they do a good job using it as a narrative device in this story. Issue 3 focuses on the importance of balance and finds Spidey encountering the lizard in the sewers. It's a kind of typical uh, lizard story, though it lacks uh, much of the compassion for the character that various writers have shown over the years. Issue 4 is Doomsday Off, and it finds Spidey trying to take a day off, but instead he encounters Dr. Doom trying to rob an art museum. But it actually turns out to be a Doombot. And there are lots of Doombots that seem to be siphoning power off from the city. And Dr. Doom actually addresses the idea of taking a day off and insists that people like him who are so powerful and intelligent don't have the luxury of days off. And Spotty asked if uh, they just had a moment, but Doom was just trying to distract Spotty and hits him so hard that he falls several stories, but does land safely in a park. And he lands near a kid who has a Spider-Man mask. And they talk. It's a cute little scene. And Spotty takes fresh courage and gets some inspiration uh, from knowing that someone out there actually is cheering for him. And he comes back to battle Dr. Doom and figures out what Doom is actually up to. It's a really pretty fun story. Uh, issue 5 is a kind of good old-fashioned Spidey and Green Goblin fight. One thing that's weird about this one is that the artist gives Norman Osborn black hair for some reason. And Osborn has uh, traditionally always been portrayed as a redhead in comics, so it's a really weird choice. And uh, at the end of the story, it's kind of cute. They both actually have reason to suspect uh, the other's uh, identity because, of course, Peter and Norman meet each other in uh, real life, but dismiss it for their own reasons. It's a fun uh, little story. Issue 6 is my favorite in the book, and uh, it features the vulture trying to rob uh, Tony Stark. Uh, Spidey tries to stop them, but uh, Iron Man stumbles upon uh, Spidey in the vault and comes to the wrong conclusion. And, of course, there's a brief uh, tussle between Spidey and Iron Man before they eventually team up to take on and defeat the Vulture. And uh, it ends with uh, 
Iron Man praising him and saying that he's got potential, even though he's not an adventurer as Spidey is eagerly begging for. Spidey then asks for dating advice as Peter wants to ask Gwen Stacy out, but is nervous about doing so. And Iron Man says he really is just a kid and encourages him that fortune goes with the bold and to ask her quickly before someone else does. And Peter goes out and asks her, but unfortunately someone has already asked her. She has agreed to go with Flash Thompson, who she punched out, which I guess this is going to be a weird sort of relationship. But Spidey goes through the city somewhat dejected about being rejected. But Iron Man shows up, apparently sensing that he was probably going to be too late, with Iron Man admitting that he had, at least once, he really fudged on it, uh, had uh, found a woman had actually already had a date. And then he asked uh, Peter the most important question uh, for getting over a broken heart. He says, ever punched a dragon? And Spotty says, excuse me, come on, an actual dragon? And yeah, it turns out that Fin Fang Foom was out, so Iron Man takes Peter on an adventure to fight Fin Fang Foom. And uh, that ends with this note from Spotty. Question, how do you get over a broken heart? Answer, find and punch a dragon. Overall, I did have some issues with the book. I've discussed most of them, but I'll also mention one of my big ones, which is that every issue, except for one, so on five of the six issues, the opening page of the book is exactly the same, detailing the story of Peter getting his powers, becoming a wrestler, and Uncle Ben dying over the course of a single page. And I think that's really a lazy bit of art. These uh, books were not any extraordinary length. So taking an entire page of art and just copying and pasting from one book to another is really uh, not cool. Although I will say that in some cases they did change the lettering and some of the details uh, in the words so that it would fit with the content of the book. But still, despite my problems, I actually found myself enjoying this book pretty well after the first issue. And I think the big challenge is to find out where the book fits. It's not an untold Tales of Spider-Man. And it's not Tales of the main Marvel Universe Spider-Man. And Brian Michael Bendis, in his run on Ultimate Spider-Man, already told a tale of a teenage uh, Peter Parker getting his powers in an era closer to the modern era than the 1960s. This book is actually, I think, excellent for kids. It's rated T for teen. I honestly don't know why. There's nothing in this book that to me screams like it is uh, like PG-13 or anything. You have six tales of Peter as a teenager going through uh, problems that come with being Spider-Man and come with being a teenager. The stories have a fun and light tone without the baggage of any heavy plot arcs. 
It's the type of book I could see getting for a kid if you wanted to get them interested in Spider-Man, but didn't want to risk uh, him getting bored or bogged down uh, reading about the Lee and Kirby stories from the 1960s. Though these stories are certainly not on that level. It's also great for an adult fan if you just want to read some simple, basic Spidey stories and have some nostalgia for Spidey in high school. So it's got a limited appeal, but I will still give it a rating of somewhat classy. Alright, that'll do it for today. If you do have a comment, email to me, classycomicsguy at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at classycomicsguy and uh, be sure and check out the website, classycomicsguy.com. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.